on a Saturday morning on May 15, 1982. Loring Borowski was walking to the office when a red van rounded the corner. There was no one nearby, so she noticed right away. The van then started trailing behind her, matching her pace, making Lorraine nervous. She told herself that she was being paranoid, but when the van pulled up next to her, she felt a chill run down her spine. The driver, who was a red-haired man, rolled down his window and asked if Lorraine needed a ride. Lorraine quickly declined and picked up her pace hoping the van would just drive off. She was wrong. As she said no, the side door on the van flew open and three men poured out into the streets, and they lifted Lorraine by the feet and wrestled her into the back of the van. In a matter of moments, Lorraine was gone and the only evidence left of her was her shoes. The Chicago Rippers had struck again. Welcome to the first episode of Crimes Buried Six Feet Under, the Chicago Rippers. My name is Chapman, and today I am with Shlok, Aaron, Jason, and Neil. Today, Aaron and Neil will be telling us a true crime story, and Shlok, Jason, and I will be guessing how the story will end. Our story takes us back to Chicago in the 1980s. Meet Robin Getch, a blue-collar worker with a prominent client, John Wayne Gacy a.k.a. the Killer Clown, one of America's most notorious serial killers. Following Gacy's incarceration, Robin took in a few younger men, Edward Spreitzer, Andrew Corkerleus, and Thomas Corkerleus. He allowed the men to live with him and treated them like his own sons. From the perspective of an external individual, Getch seemed to be an ordinary and hard-working person, generous enough to take in free men and treat them like his own blood. However, Getch had a secret to hide. Reports vary, but the general consensus is that he exhibited an abnormal influence on his companions who were of below average intelligence and in debt to their companion. Walking into Getch's Chicago apartment, he would be met with a satanic temple adorned with upside down crosses. Now, you're not just in any normal apartment. You're in the meeting place of one of America's most notorious cults, the Chicago Rippers. The crew consisted of our aforementioned persons of interest, being Robin, Edward, Thomas, and Andrew. They were all born in Illinois, Robin in 1953, Edward and Thomas in 58, and Andrew in 61. Statements say that the leader of the cult was Robin. A point of interest is that during an interrogation, Gacy predicted the horrible crimes the Rippers would commit. Women who had a prior relationship with Robin described them as having an obsession with the body, at times performing limited mutilations on their bodies. However, they were too afraid to report what happened to them, a decision that would cost the lives of many more like them. The crew would cruise around the Chicago streets in a red van, and upon identifying a lone female victim, the crew would overpower her, stuffing her into the back of the van. They would amputate pieces of the woman while she was still alive, and they would use the flesh in rituals, and at times, 
consume it. Their name, the Chicago Rippers, came from a British serial killer from the 1800s, Jack the Ripper. The crew's first victim is thought to be a 26-year-old single mother, Linda Sutton. She was abducted on May 23, 1981. Her body was found handcuffed and slashed a week later in a field in the suburbs. Another one of their victims was 30-year-old Shui Mak. She was arguing with her brother after work at their family restaurant on May 29, 1982, and after the argument got tense, Mak got out of the car and ran away, a decision that would cost her life. Four months later, her body was found at a construction site in the suburbs. 30-year-old Rose Beck Davis was taken on September 8, 1982, being found that same day with hatchet wounds in the Gold Coast neighborhood. The victim would be killed with blunt force. The crew took 18 victims. Well, that's the first part of the story. So far, what do you guys think of it, and what are some of your theories behind what will happen in the future? This case is very interesting. The crew are definitely not mentally stable, and they were blindly following the cult without any regard for repercussions. The point that interested me the most was the revelation that Gacy predicted the crimes before they happened. This may be a hint that the crimes were orchestrated beforehand. I agree with Shlok. The crew seem to not be in the right minds and have done a very atrocious and horrendous crime. Yeah, adding to what Shlok said, because you never really see in the media where serial killers work together in groups, it doesn't. It does seem sketchy that Gacy was able to predict the crimes before they were actually committed. I think it's also crazy that serial killers work together. This makes me wonder if serial killers have their own social circles. All right, now. How do you guys think the story ends? I don't really have a definitive clue as to how it will end, but a guess I have is that one of their kidnapped victims had escaped and informed the authorities of their actions. It's really open to your own consideration, and there's also the possibility that Gacy tipped off the police officers. We know that Gacy had prior knowledge of the crimes, and he could have told the police when and where their next crime was. I think the group found a way to stay in contact with Gacy when he was locked up, and they might have run the crimes by him, or Gacy himself told them what to do. I disagree with Shlok. I don't think it's common for other serial killers to snitch on each other, and it's like quite bizarre to me that Gacy tipped off the police. I don't think that Shlok is correct, but I don't think that one of the victims escaped. I believe that during one of their killings, they didn't clean up all the evidence and they got caught one by one. Adding to my earlier point on Gacy, I believe that he gets caught as the head of the cult. I see Gacy predict the crimes beforehand, and it seems really sketchy and. I think that he was the person behind the scenes orchestrating everything. What punishments do you guys think the Rippers deserve? The punishment should definitely be the death penalty. I think this case could be compared to the Jeffrey Dahmer case and the Ted Bundy case, as crimes committed are fairly similar because they only target one gender. I think the whole crew deserves to have the death sentence, with all the atrocities they have done. Depending on when the crew are arrested, like Chapman said, the death penalty would be an appropriate punishment. Their crimes are indeed terrible, which would inevitably have led to their sentence. Honestly, after thinking about it, I think that they should be in prison for life. Getting the death sentence would be an easy way out. Honestly, yeah, I agree with Chapman. The death penalty is an easy way out for them. Hmm, those were some very interesting theories and opinions. Now for the ending of the story.
Angel York somehow managed to survive the Chicago Rippers. One fateful night, she was walking when the Ripper's red van stopped beside her. The men jumped out, taking her captive, just like their other victims. They handcuffed her. Upon arrival at their satanic temple, they sexually assaulted the woman and told her that she had to amputate one of her own limbs in exchange for mercy. Robin grasped her hand, plunging the knife deeper and deeper into her body. They duct taped the wounds and pushed her out into the gutter. Whilst kidnapped, she noticed a roach clip, covered with feathers, hanging from the van's rearview mirror. Another survivor, Beverly Washington, also described the scene of the Ripper's horrific crimes. Their statements were handed to the police. One day, while on the hunt for the Rippers, cops came across the exact van Angel described. Outside of it, they found Edward, who told the cops that he borrowed it from a friend. However, the cops wouldn't fall for his poor attempt at manipulation, so they arrested him. Edward eventually confessed and told them about the other members of the crew. However, upon arresting Robin, Edward suddenly changed his story, lamenting that Robin had no relation to the crime. However, once again, the cops wouldn't fall for his poor manipulation. At the time of the Ripper's reign, significant advances in forensic science were lacking. As such, cops were often unable to identify the victim's time of death or find samples that could connect them to the possible suspects. In the time following Angel's and Beverly's escapes and prior to their arrest, Edward described Robin as in a state of utter bloodlust, often killing his victims almost immediately instead of their preferred method of torture and mutilation before death. Robin would later critique his former employer, Gacy's disposal methods. He suggested that Gacy should have dumped his bodies into the nearby river instead of burying them under his porch. Police statements state that if the crew were not captured, their killing would have escalated into mass murder and possibly even a school shooting. Andrew was executed at the age of 35 in 1999 while Robin and Edward remained in prison with Robin being eligible for parole when he is 89 years old in 2042. On the other hand, Thomas is now a free man, being released on March 29, 2019, after serving half of his 70-year prison sentence. Andrew, now 59, lives at a Christian shelter, which has the purpose of helping and offering guidance to ex-offenders like him. His release has sparked protests, but as of now, he remains free to this day. So that's the end of this case. What are your thoughts? The ending was quite interesting. I didn't expect that the victim would escape. Like, what shocks? Yeah, I, I can't believe I was right. I was really happy that the victim escaped and like their, their crimes were stopped. But it's really messed up what they did to like the existing victims and the ones that unfortunately passed away. Yeah, I agree with Shlok for the first time. I think it's really great that one person actually managed to escape and turn the Rippers into the authorities and they were eventually caught. I think for the sentences, they're reasonable and fine, except for the release of Thomas. After only serving half of the sentence. I feel like their sentences were very reasonable, 
Andrew was executed and Robin and Edward were still in prison. It, it kind of sucks that Thomas had to be released early after serving only half, but I hope that he's on the right path now and doesn't have any intention of committing more crimes. After listening to the last part of the story, I hope that Thomas, who is now a free man, follows a good path and does not commit any more crime, and that the people who are still in prison reflect on what they've done. The story of the Chicago Rippers is one of both horror and tragedy, but it is inherently true that there is a lesson to have come out of one of the darkest chapters in Chicago's history. And that is the value of loyalty. Three men were taken in by someone they saw to be their guardian angel, when in reality, he was their greatest devil taking advantage of their lower IQs and feelings of indebtedness to further his own evil machinations. Don't be loyal when you know that the person in front of you is wrong, because inevitably, your life will be ripped apart. Crimes are never buried six feet under forever. <laughs>